With the total creeping down, should you bet on Missouri and possibly the over-under as well, plus a big injury update for the Missouri Tigers. So let's talk about all this coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Just check it out, LockedOnMizzou.com, the easiest place to find all your links in one place. And I'll tell you, this Missouri-Auburn game, some interesting trends betting-wise to start the week. The total is creeping down. The line creeped down a good bit, about a point and a half. In fact, the total has creeped down from 53 to from 53 to 51 and a half now. And it sure seems like the trend nationally here at the end of the week and even locally is to pick Missouri for the upset. You had Gerard Hamilton, the newest member over at Power Mizzou. He picked the Tigers to win. So he's not even a Mizzou guy necessarily, the new kid on the block, if you will. So no real reason to suspect that Gerard has any bias toward the Tigers. And also nationally over at The Athletic just read Stuart Mandel's weekly picks against the spread, and he has picked Missouri to win outright. And I have to say that makes me nervous just as a as a Missouri fan for absolutely no reason other than I'm slight, the superstitious native in me, I suppose. But I think there's some merit to this overall trend with T.J. Finley out at quarterback for Auburn. Now with Zach Calzada, the former Texas A&M product, and now that he's officially out apparently for this game and, and potentially for the rest of the regular season. Well, while I wasn't in love with any of those two options necessarily for the Auburn Tigers, you at least had options here because now it looks like it's all in on the Robbie Ashford experience. And I think there's going to be a lot of up and down moments there. I'm I'm just not sure personally that Robbie Ashford running around like he's Kyler Murray or something the entire game is the recipe is the recipe for success but you know what we we shall see that could end up being a take that did not age well as people on YouTube like to point out but to me the question is can Missouri score enough points in this ball game because I'm not particularly worried about the Auburn offense here despite the fact that I certainly respect the Auburn running backs without question tank tank Bib, bigsby among others they've got some talent there but the passing game not so much i think if missouri can score 20 plus points in this ball game they have a great chance to win and and once again i really can't emphasize this enough i think getting off to a fast start is absolutely paramount for missouri tomorrow Let's think about this. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff. Hey, Missouri fans, we're familiar with that, right? Last week. Well, let's let's be honest. A lot more of a sleepy atmosphere for that kickoff than your 6 p.m. style kickoffs. And also, as I've pointed out several times this week, the Auburn fan base is like a pipe 
that's ready to burst from way too much pressure. These people are ready to jump off the bandwagon, the Brian Harson bandwagon already and start figuring out who the next coach is. In fact, the guys over at the War Report, I encourage you to check out my appearance with them a couple nights ago on their YouTube channel. I'll, I'll link it to you in the description of this podcast. But all four of those guys were saying, hey, Auburn fans, let's pump the brakes a little bit. We don't have to find the next coach before we even fire the guy. So that just shows you where this Auburn fan base is right now. And people I know and people who are around the Auburn beat are, are quietly saying that, yes, Auburn fans, a lot of them, hope that the Tigers, and I mean the Auburn Tigers, actually lose to the Missouri Tigers tomorrow just to expedite this process to get to the next coach. So again, a fast start. Obviously, if Missouri gets some kind of big turnover play, something like that, that would be tremendous. But what we really want, what I really want to see that's less obvious, I suppose, is a better plan from Eli Drinkwitz to start this game offensively. And I what I'm starting to realize is there's almost two types of offensive coaches the way they start off games. There's sort of the Andy Reid philosophy where you script the first maybe 10 or 12 plays of the game because of all the film study you've done all week, how you think the team's going to defend you, and also during practice, well, guess what? You've worked specifically several times on these 10 to 12 plays. So a lot of times you see the Chiefs come out hot and look pretty good. I'm not saying it works every single time, but that's Andy Reid's philosophy and the, the philosophy of many other coaches. On the other hand, it seems like there's what I will call the constraint play philosophy. And here's what I mean by that. There's a lot of coaches like I believe Eli Drinkwitz is, that seemingly at the beginning of the game have something they want to specifically make you defend. And then from there, they're going to sort of open up the offense and everything else will be counters off of those constraint plays. In other words, back in the day, well, old man football, as Sheldon Richardson likes to call it, Herm Edwards, the former Kansas City Chiefs coach, I sure am bringing up the Chiefs a lot here lately, but his his philosophy was three downs in a cloud of dust, three yards in a cloud of dust. Establish the run. Well, essentially, if you're just going to hand the ball off over and over again, you're establishing something. That is now a constraint play, especially if you're doing it successfully. Well, yes, the defense is going to have to adjust to that. And now, in theory, the play-action game opens a little bit more, etc., it seems like Eli Drinkwitz, the favorite constraint play, of course, is the sideways wide receiver screen, the bubble screen, the now screen, whatever variation, you, tunnel screens, everything, and all of the above, I would suppose. To me, I would just like to see more of the former philosophy. I really would. I, I'm just more of a believer, especially because it gives your guys in practice something to, to rep and be really confident in at the start of the game because, listen, football, as much as I like to talk about stats and all that stuff, I definitely believe that in momentum to a certain extent, these are human beings with real-life emotions and all that stuff. Yes, I think it's hard to actually 
actually put that kind of stuff into a spreadsheet, but that doesn't mean that it's not real. So to me, if Missouri can get off to a good start just in general, offensively, obviously that's going to make for better football. But to me, it couldn't be more important tomorrow against Auburn. Oh, and you know what? Where did the time go? Gosh darn it, I have to admit I mismanaged my timing a little bit there in the first segment, but I promise I'll get to my should you bet on Missouri picks coming right up. But first, I want to tell you this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season. In my pick for instance, this weekend, I like North Carolina quarterback Drake May to go higher than 254.5 passing yards against the Fighting Irish. But speaking of the Fighting Irish, I like their starter, Drew Pine, to go lower than 217.5 in terms of passing yards. One more I'm going to give out for you, Louisville quarterback Malik Cunningham over 95.5 rushing yards against South Florida. So you know what, listeners? Go to Underdog now, open up an account, and make picks just like that. It's easy to play and available in over 30 states. One of the easiest fantasy games to play out there, and you can win cold, hard cash in a single game. So sign up with the promo code LOCKED. Locked on, excuse me. That's promo code locked on. That's one word, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Again, deposit $100. Get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or on Google Play. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on. That's one word. Locked on. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. It appears Missouri's struggling offensive line is going to get a bit of a reprieve tomorrow in the form of starting left guard Xavier Delgado. He missed last week against Abilene Christian after getting banged up in Manhattan during the Kansas State game, but really just his absence to me was the his absence on the injury report, I should say, this week, was the most notable event because otherwise, really, you had Nathaniel Pete as probable. Everybody who is out except for running back Elijah Young is not a big surprise. So just getting Delgado back hopefully will be a big boon for this offensive line. Unfortunately, Elijah Young, too bad. He's, I feel a little bad for him. It just seems like he's had some explosive plays so far this year, but it seems like often when he touches the ball, he's just getting drilled in the backfield. Now he's out with an injury, so hopefully hopefully he'll come back and, and have a better season than he's had so far. But as I alluded to earlier, let's not bury the lead any further. Well, should you bet on Missouri Tomorrow, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say not only would I take either or perhaps both. It'll be up to you. Maybe put five bucks on one, five on the other if you're normally a $10 kind of better. I would take the plus seven points, and I would even take Missouri to win outright. Give me the money line at plus 225. In fact, that would probably be my preferred way to play this, possibly even Parlay that with the under at 51.5. You'll get some good odds there over at betonline.net for sure. But regardless, I would take any of those three bets 
and endorse them. I just think if you, when you really break this game down, I think there are three likely outcomes. I think it's either a close win by either team or Auburn blows Missouri out. I just don't really see a scenario where Missouri blows Auburn out because I just don't think they have an offense that's going to score 35 points tomorrow. I, I just really don't. So that seems very unlikely. And as we get closer and closer to game time, an Auburn blowout of Missouri seems less and less likely simply because of the quarterback position, just all of the vibes around the program, and just really the more I break down the problems that Auburn has on both sides of the line, right? Not only has its offensive line struggled, its defensive line has, has shown some holes as well. So I just think, hey, if you're going to take those odds, I'm still not confident enough on this program to just, yes, say with with absolute certainty that Missouri is going to win this game and make that my pick. In fact, give me Auburn to win 20-14. to 14. I hate to say it. If you're going to make me do an official pick, that's the one I'm going to say. But at the same time, I could easily see that being wrong. Missouri gets off to a fast start. Maybe Luther Burden has a, a big return inside Auburn territory, even for a touchdown, something like that. It's it, That's easy for me to see. And also, frankly, I think maybe the best bet really is just the under. Even though it's come down a point and a half, that total just seems awfully high for two teams that have a lot of questions offensively right now. So to me, actually your best bet Take the under 51 and a half. I will just say that regardless of the betting angle and whatever the final result happens to be, win or lose tomorrow for Missouri, if I don't at least see a much better effort and execution than what I saw against Kansas State, if Missouri isn't at least a game opponent tomorrow, that's a massive, massive red flag to me at the very least. Because if you're Missouri and you really want to accomplish something this year, you want to get to a bowl game at the very least, you should be playing like your hair is on fire tomorrow. Like you desperately want this game because Missouri loses tomorrow and sits at 2-2. and Well, most people would say that obviously New Mexico State is a likely victory. Hey, that'll get you to three wins. Vanderbilt looking better, but if I'm feeling nice, I'll just give Missouri that game at home and get them to four wins. Now you're saying on the road against South Carolina is maybe the closest thing, objectively speaking, that you can find to a toss-up, okay? So if you're feeling incredibly generous and you want to just give Missouri that game, well, now you're at five wins, okay? So now, if you're going to get to six in bowl eligibility, let's just forget about Georgia. That one's not going to happen. So you got to win one of these games to get to six. Again, this is if Missouri loses tomorrow, and I give you Vanderbilt, New Mexico State, and who who am I forgetting here? South Carolina. Thank you. Sorry about that. (laughs) Completely froze up there and panicked, as you could tell. But then Missouri will have to beat either Florida, who's number 20 in the country, in the swamp. That doesn't sound easy, does it? We have to beat number 8, Kentucky, at home, number 11, Tennessee, on the road, or number 10, Arkansas, at home. So those are four top 20 teams as of right now. Three of the four are top 11 teams, 
and two of those ball games are on the road. So that's that's a tough road to hoe. If Missouri's going to make a bowl game, they almost certainly have to beat Auburn. And coming up after these quick words, let's close it out with a quick edition of Project Run Play. Yes, another week, another Missouri football uniform reveal on social media, and nothing too radical this time. I'm frankly at this point happy just anytime I see a black helmet for Missouri. That's sort of the one thing I'm now starting to really try to glom onto is something that is a, a permanent look, I guess, and, and just the most Missouri look you can get, I guess, is having the black helmet this week, the black helmet with the power tiger on the side, not the block M for those of you who are true traditionalists. And if I had to pick one, I would definitely pick the block M, but if they want to mix stuff up between the M and the oval power tiger emblem, I'm completely fine with it. Also, when it comes to sort of non-traditional looks that Missouri has has used the past a few seasons, I actually still like the all-white look, especially, again, with the black helmet, white tops, white bottoms. I think it looks good. It still just it still looks like Missouri to me. It doesn't bother me at all. If the, the, the young fellas like it, hey, I look it too. It's definitely, definitely a clean look, the old ice cream paint job, as the kids might say. But one thing I didn't touch on that a lot of people were talking about prior to the Kansas State game, that uniform reveal, is that the white uniforms for Missouri, the white tops this season, the Mizzou across the across the chest, a much bigger font than it's been in the past. And a lot of people reacted negatively to that, thought it looked amateurish for whatever reason. I think, I don't know, especially now having looked at it for a second time here, a second week with this look. The larger Mizzou, it just doesn't really bother me. I'm not really sure why people had such a bad reaction toward it. I mean, you can certainly see it from space, no doubt about that. So it's good for branding. Hey, you want to know who you are? Well, we're Mizzou. There you go. I'm just not really exactly sure why people hate it. I could see the argument for making it a little bit smaller, but I don't think it's garish or anything like that. So eh, maybe we just have too much to talk about between football games. And in fact, this podcast is evidence enough of that. But you know what? Thanks for joining me on this fun adventure I like to call Locked on Mizzou. Also, for your second listen today, why not check out Chris Gordy at Locked on SEC. He'll get you ready for everything happening tomorrow in the rest of the conference. And of course, his takes on Auburn and Missouri as well. So once again, make Locked on SEC your second listen today. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and thanks for listening to Locked on Mizzou.